It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, every day, every day. Yeah, I got to be honest with you. The Redskins running backs are really making this podcast easy for me. They're giving me more than enough content. Adrian Peterson, now a Redskin. I'm at Nick Ashew on Twitter, nickashew.com slash LockedOnRedskins. We have one more uh, lost segment from my conversation with uh, Aaron Hawksworth. She has a crazy trade scenario for the Redskins that if they did that, uh, it would actually blow this Adrian Peterson news out of the water. We'll get to that a little bit later. Also, here's some uh, from Jay Gruden. But yeah, Adrian Peterson is now a Redskin. And before you start freaking out and saying, oh, this is the old Redskins, this is the same thing that they always do. It's not. In fact, it's not even close to being what they used to do because there's no guaranteed money whatsoever for this, like at all. If the Redskins decide they can see how Adrian Peterson fits in this offense for a couple of weeks, including hopefully Friday against Denver, which is good because he'll be going up against starters and he'll get an opportunity to work with the ones to really see what he still has left in the tank. They could bring him back after week one on a non-guaranteed deal if they don't like what they see right now. So it's not fully guaranteed before you get to the season. Uh, They worked out a bunch of backs. In fact, there were apparently five more on top of Jamal Charles and Orleans Darkwa. They decided that Adrian Peterson was their best guy. They evaluated. They didn't just chase the big name, and they're not giving him a big contract. It's not like Peterson's getting a three-year deal from this team. There's no risk. In fact, there's zero money guaranteed in this deal whatsoever. He could be gone in two weeks. This is a smart move by the Redskins. This is something I hoped they would do. And honestly, I really hope it works out, not just because it's Adrian Peterson, although I'm excited. I think everybody's excited because of the fact that you could still have one of the greatest running backs of all time jumping up the all-time rushing list with the Redskins. It'd be fun. And it's not going to be Bruce Smith where, you know, look, he just came in because he wanted to get sacks, and that's as far as it went. Adrian Peterson's not going to be getting the same type of reps that Bruce Smith got when he was trying to get the all-time sack record with the Redskins. But it'll still be fun. It'll be fun to watch this guy out there. It'll be nice to see, a, a, a look, a running back that's a veteran that understands the position, that can maybe help some of these young guys. This is part of the thing that they're missing. They haven't had these veterans that have had success in the league. This is brilliant for the Redskins to be able to groom guys like Samaj P. Run. Uh, look, if he sticks around, he can at least spend time maybe with Darius Geis when he's around the team. Teach him some things if he spends the entire season here. Now, I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit with it, but there are possibilities with this that go just beyond how many yards per carry he's going to have. I really, it's, it's a good move for the Redskins. It's incredibly low risk. And it puts them in a position where they can add a little bit of depth because you've got Samaj P. Ryan missing some time. Byron Marshall could miss up to a month with Darius Geis gone for the year. Now, look, Peterson played in 10 games for the Saints and Cardinals last year before a neck injury put him on injured reserve. And he looked pretty good. He looked he looked terrible with the Saints, but he had some flashes with the Cardinals who had a really bad offensive line on top of that. He had a couple of games, at least. I, I won't give him... The, it's not like he was a star by any means with them, but... He ran 156 times, 529 yards, two touchdowns. He was, he was all right. I mean, it's 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 essentially Rob Kelly maybe a little bit better in terms of the production that they got from him last year. So I'll take this. I'll take the low risk. This is smart for them. I will say this. 
he's not going to wear 28, right? Like, I know the Redskins don't technically retire numbers, but Daryl Green, we can't give him number 28, right? I guess Daryl Green could give him permission. It is Adrian Peterson. It's not some random dude. But that would be weird to see Adrian Peterson in that backfield wearing number 28. That's Daryl Green's number. I just, I'd go with 23. He wore 23 when he was in Arizona. Wear number 23. That's fine. Although I guess he can't even do that because you've got Quentin Dunbar wearing that. I don't know. He just can't wear 28. That's, that's as far as I can go with it. But yeah, look, this is a good move for the Redskins. It's low risk. It's the right opportunity for them right now. I've mentioned this before. Rich Tandler pointed this out at NBCSportsWashington.com. Like the Redskins' offense so far in the preseason, in terms of running the ball, has been better when it comes to the starters. Now, it's not great, but think about this. I mean, last year, the Redskins starters against the starting defense through the first two preseason games, 13 yards on 13 carries. I mean, in the first halves of those games, which are you're mostly going to have both sides would end up guys that are probably going to make the roster for either team, it was 21 attempts for 20 yards. Those are ugly, ugly numbers. And that was, I remember at the time, and Trent Williams even came out and was like, oh, no, we're fine. Nah, this will be cool. No, we're, you know. Of course, he's not going to act like he's worried in the preseason. Players don't. But it turned out to be a real issue for the Redskins. Yeah, they ran the ball probably more than they get credit for, but they didn't really do it successfully, right? This year has been different for the Redskins so far in the preseason. I mean, in the first halves of the first two preseason games, 31 attempts, 109 yards. The Redskins have rushed overall for 216 yards. It's They're not great. That's 3.5 yards a carry. But it's still better. It's still improvement. And look, I'll say this, and I talked to Rich the other day on the radio, and the Redskins with more experience for those young guys, Samaj P. Run, Rob Kelly specifically, now have a little more time in the NFL under their belt, especially Samaj P. Run, who we expected a lot more from last year, right? Like, we just expected Samaj P. Run to be somebody that was more of a contributor. Really, P. Ryan coming in, we thought he was going to be their number one back, right? Like, that's why they had to go out and get Darius Geis this offseason, because you didn't get that from P. Ryan last year. But now that he's learned a little bit more about the NFL, what it's like to run in the NFL, what it's like to play in an NFL game, he's lost some weight, he's in better shape. Sometimes that's what it takes for players. You need a wake-up call. Like, you need to be put in that position. Like, Ryan Anderson's a great example. Guy came in out of shape last year, coming out of school, thought, I'm from Alabama. He had that famous quote of, like, this is all we do in practice. It was harder at Alabama. And we forgot that Ryan Anderson was even on the roster. So this is an example where sometimes you just got to get kind of smacked in the face a little bit. You've got to hit that welcome to the NFL moment as a rookie to then understand what's going on in the league the rest of the way. And that's sort of the hope. It really, more than anything for me, it's just hope, right? Like, I have no idea whether Samaj P. Ryan's going to come out and play better than he did last year. We saw some flashes. He had that nice run, which he ended up getting hurt on in the second preseason game against the Jets. But we've seen some of those flashes. And P. Ryan's not going to be a guy that's necessarily going to bust a lot of big runs for you. Like, he's not a speed back. But he's a guy that should be busting through the line more. He should be creating holes, creating opportunities for that offense to continue to move the ball. He should be somebody that Alex Smith can turn around, stick that ball in his chest, and expect to get five yards, right? Like, that's why they drafted Samaj P. Ryan. And look, all things considered, if it all works out and P. Ryan vastly improves this year and you've got Darius Geis next year, that's your one-two punch with Chris Thompson on third downs, catching the ball out of the backfield. That could end up being really, really good with Geis, P. Ryan, Chris Thompson, and then maybe some depth of you know, Capri Bibbs, Byron Marshall. Maybe they keep Rob Kelly still at that point. I don't know. That's also a year away, and we're kind of not really going down that road too much right now. But just, I mean, keep this in mind. The Redskins still have some potential in this backfield in terms of young talent, and that's why Jay Gruden and this coaching staff 
aren't giving up on it yet, even with veterans being brought in for workouts. They just need guys. They need bodies. Like, remember last year? They didn't have enough guys that could play on their offensive line in practice during the week to make it a legit practice. Look, in 2017, the Redskins averaged 123 rushing yards per game in their first five games. The last 11, they averaged 76. And remember, Rob Kelly was hurt through most of that season. So you had him there early on. So there's there's still potential for this backfield. I'm not going to say that they're going to be one of the best in the NFL. That'd be insane. I still want to see veteran competition in there, and not just for a short-term period, but for a long-term, like for the season. Because you have no Darius guys anyway. You might as well bring somebody in that has a little more experience. But they've also got to be able to contribute. You, know, you have to be a veteran that can also get yards, that can go out there, and when they hand the ball off to you, you're actually going to do something, right? Because that's what's been so frustrating. But there is potential for this backfield still. Some of it, too, is the offensive line. That offensive line has got to stay healthy. They've got to create holes. And they've got to give opportunities to guys like Rob Kelly and P. Ryan and the rest of that backfield. And if you don't have that, I mean, listen, you can be the best running back in the NFL. You can be the best quarterback in the NFL. But if you've got three or four giant 300-pound men collapsing on you every single time the ball is snapped, it's really hard to do your job. So the offensive line is going to have to be one of the major things for the Redskins in terms of what helps make them more successful offensively, especially when it comes to the run game. All right, we're going to hear from Jay Gruden next on these injuries, uh, the workouts. Remember, there was no practice yesterday for the Redskins, so it's the last time we got a chance to hear from him. It's Locked on Redskins podcast. You are Locked on Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Redskins. So no practice yesterday for the Redskins. That was the day off. They practice today, tomorrow, and then they get set for, of course, Denver Uh, who's coming to town on Friday for that all-important third preseason game. And as you know, the Redskins have been working out some guys in the backfield, Jamal Charles, uh, Orleans Darqua, Adrian Peterson, who, of course, that's who they ended up signing. And that's only part of, obviously, what's going on with the Skins right now. But that was the first thing that Jay Gruden was asked about the last time that he talked to the media. Is this... You have been very confident about what you have at running backs. Is this more just a concern about how long um, Samaje and Byron might be out? Yeah, that's the that's the thing. Is uh, you know we're taking that day by day. I think uh, both of them are day to day type things. We'll see. But uh, big thing is make sure I got three up for Arizona, and I think I have three in house that I feel very very good about. Maybe get another one in here to compete and go from there. With the timing of this, if Marshall needs the full month, would you have to consider IR at that point? Because that'll be after the September first cuts. That's a possibility. We'll have to wait and see, and uh, hopefully it's not that long. But if it is, then uh, there are options that we have to look at. When you're talking about guys like Jamal, Adrian, and even Orleans, I mean, especially Jamal and Adrian, these are veteran guys. I mean, what what are you looking for just even in bringing them in to talk to them? 
Well, we want to bring them in and get physicals on them just in case. Like I said, we've had very unlucky situations with our running backs, with obviously Geis and Marshall and, and, and Samaje. Um, something else happens, then we're going to be really, really, really thin. So uh, we just want to make sure we're covering all our bases right now, and uh, we'll address it uh, when we feel like we have to. I didn't. I don't think I saw Cam Sims out there. Just day off, or no? He's he's been in a, uh, getting rehab. He's day to day. With what? Hmm. It just what's his injury? I don't know. He's got something wrong. All these guys that aren't practicing have something wrong. They're going to get treatment, and hopefully yeah. we'll see them out there sooner or later. Hopefully we'll get them ready for the next game, the next day. That's all I can go by. Same with Chase Rillier. He's just dealing with something. Who? Chase Rillier. He wasn't in the media. Chase. Chase Rillier? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. He did, he did uh, stretch, so he'll be okay. Zach Brown and Quentin Dunbar? Same. Zach Brown and Dunbar, they were down today, yes. Mm -hmm. But they should be uh, hopefully up. Monday when we get or Tuesday when we get back. With the third preseason game, everybody says is the closest to a, a game simulation. But with the injuries kind of stacking up already, how do you balance that? Um, that's something I have to look at very closely with our staff and then find out what players are available. And um, we'll get some quality work regardless who's out there. It's just a matter of who I want to put out there and, and get ready for. Uh, the game Friday night. So we have lots of options. We have a lot of good players here that are willing to play or ready to play. So uh, we'll have definitely some guys out there to play, just a matter who, I'm not sure yet. Jay, with these running backs you're bringing in, just kind of build off his question. I mean, you know, they are kind of big name guys that they might expect to come in here and they would want, you know, some kind of guarantee of the start or at least see some significant time. I mean, are you looking at these guys as depth or are you looking at them as this, you know, you would have to maybe. Use right, so it. we're covering our bases right now. We're not looking for a starter right now. We got Rob in the house. We got uh, obviously Chris Thompson. Capri Bibbs done a good job. Samaje, I don't think is going to be very long at all. You know, so we have four backs right there. It's a matter of if we if we were to have another injury, then we have to have cover our bases. And we could bring one of those guys in uh, after the third preseason game and get them ready for Arizona. Switching positions, if you don't mind. Um, Alex and Vernon Davis went go way back to San Francisco days. Can you see, even though they hadn't played together for a few years, do you see some sort of chemistry just going back to what they used to have in San Francisco? I don't know about all that. I think uh, Vernon's a very friendly guy and a friendly target no matter who he plays with, really. He's a good player and still runs very fast. And uh, But now it's just a matter of the route concepts, you know, them getting on the same page, Alex. But I, Alex has been in the league for a long time. He, he's, he's pretty well, easily, he's easily adaptable to a lot of different guys. And since he's played with Alex probably, or Vernon, I'm sure it's probably a little easier for him. Are there, there are some routes, you know, people look back on his days with Kelsey and KC and some of the big plays he had. Are some of those routes that Travis ran, are those things that you can do with Vernon too, just to get him down the field? Vernon and Jordan, yeah. yeah. Both and, of, yeah. and Jordan, obviously. We've, but, we've had know. good success. When, when Jordan and Vernon on the field at the same time, we've had pretty good success using the tight ends. Um, you know, so yes, we have plenty of options for him. Uh, plays that Alex is comfortable with, but uh, it's a matter of getting everybody on the field at the same time. Well, during the spring, when you guys got Troy Apke, you know, we all knew about his speed. But what else has he shown over these last several months that um, you guys have come to believe in? Uh, special teams have been very good, uh, which is important. You know, if he's going to be a third or fourth safety, then he has to be good on special teams. And uh, we feel really good about his speed on teams. It's something we have been lacking a little bit is that type of speed, running down on kicks and covering kicks and, and blocking and all that good stuff. So uh, that's been uh, – he, he's been very – everything is advertised in that regard. And then defensively, he's come along good. You know, for a young kid to come in here and, and uh, 
play safety. There's a lot of calls you have to make, a lot of adjustments, and he's picking it up fine. Um, you had a couple of games now with the new kickoff rule. How much do you think that's affected things? Are you seeing less of the the collisions, the, you know, the, the collisions that they're trying to avoid? And how's it worked out for you guys in general? Uh, it's been okay. I think we're still working through it. You know, the big thing I think is personnel and who you're going to put on there, both kickoff and kickoff return. If you go smaller on kickoff return and they go bigger, it's going to be hard to hold up uh, with those matchups. Uh, so that's what we're trying to figure out. Try to get the more physical players out there, but they might not be as athletic in space. So it's uh, I think that's the biggest roadblock, so to speak, we're having right now is the personnel, personnel out there. Is it a receiver out there? Do you want a linebacker out there who's not quite as good as space? So we're putting through, uh, putting a lot of guys in different uh, spots on that kickoff return and trying to figure it out. Same with kickoff. And had a couple of uh, flags thrown on the helmet rule this past game for the first time. What did you think of those calls, and are you starting to get – the rule in general, or is that still a work in progress? I think it's a work in progress. I, I, I you know, uh, they had two, I think, on them. Um, and then the one they called on Fish at the end of the game, I have no idea that actually drew two flags, and I don't think it was a penalty. So I think we're going to have some issues. Uh, like I said before, guys running full speed, uh, you got to get your pads down. Your pads go down, your helmet's going to go down slightly. It has to. I mean, last time I checked. So. Uh, hopefully we get it cleared up by the time the regular season starts because right now it's uh, a little confusing. Jay, do you expect to uh, see Adonis Alexander out there on Friday, and, and how do you think his, you know, he's going to be able to play these last two games? It's a guy I'm really excited to see. He's been down with a hamstring. He practiced today for the first time, got an interception, so I'm excited to see him. So it's a big, big game for him, big two games for Adonis. Um, so uh, he will get plenty of reps if he's able. All right, a little bonus content coming up next. Coming off of our conversation with ABC7's Aaron Hawksworth yesterday, I didn't get a chance to put this into the podcast, but I wanted to make sure we had this conversation. It was on the Locked on Redskins podcast because it involves a crazy trade scenario that I didn't come up with. It wasn't me. I'm the innocent one in this, but I love the idea. It's a Locked on Redskins podcast. You are Locked on Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The start of the NFL regular season is actually right around the corner. And this season, don't sit around watching the Redskins from home when you can be at FedEx Field and the crowd cheering on in person thanks to Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is offering Locked On Redskins listeners 10% off your first ticket order when you use the exclusive promo code Locked On. That's Locked On. New customers only, and this offer is only good through the end of August. So you got to get started right away. Preseason and regular season tickets are available now. The Redskins kick off their home schedule on September 16th against the Colts, and you could be there for all the excitement go to vividseats.com or download the app and enter promo code locked on for 10 percent off your first order the offseason's over the nfl is back and vivid seats wants to help you get to the game 
You are locked on Redskins. So in the long conversation that I had with uh, Aaron Hawksworth, I didn't get a chance to put everything into the podcast yesterday. And as you know, the beauty of podcasts is it's not live. So I can do whatever the hell I want with it, which is good for you because it gives you more options and things to listen to. We got into a conversation about the fact that the Bears and the Packers are the front runners in terms of what Odd Shark has put out in terms of odds to land Khalil Mack, who's still holding out with the Raiders. The Redskins were sixth in the odds. And then Aaron just went on a crazy, ridiculous, nonsensical, also beautiful thought process when it comes to the Redskins landing Khalil Mack. The Gruden brothers should do a trade with each other. Stop. Yes. Don't, don't stop it. If you're John Gruden, do you deal <laughs> Khalil Mack to the Redskins? Brothers making <laughs> trades with each other. So what would the Redskins give in return? A team you could potentially see in the Super Bowl, too. Okay, so here's what they do. Okay. Preston Smith. Oh, no. I knew. I knew. Preston Smith was the first name I was going to say. Really? Preston okay. Smith was the Because and he's Josh in a contract Norman year. Josh Norman for Khalil Mack. They're going to have to have a draft pick on top of that, too. Do you give a first-round pick? No. Second-round pick. Yes. Okay, second round pick, Josh Norman, Preston Smith for, for Khalil, Khalil Mack. Mack. I would do it in a second. <laughs> Me too. The problem is then you're losing your best corner. What do you think? Let's just hypothetically speak. Is Josh Norman really the best corner, though? He's the most experienced right now. I mean, maybe two years maybe from that- now, Dunbar and Fabian Moreau. Exactly. But then you have to wait two more years. And but you're if, gonna, if their line is that good and their pass rush is that good, do you even need cornerbacks at this point? Do you bring back Orlando the Scandrick at that point? The going to be laying on his back the whole game. I would do this trade in a second. <laughs> I would do this. It's such, it's such a ridiculous... The brothers in an epic trade. <laughs> the fact, though, that we're even having this conversation... I know, look, this is Odd Shark to put this out there, but the fact that this is something they've actually created odds for, the Packers are plus 200, the Bears plus 300, him staying with the Raiders is plus 350, Jets, Bills, the Redskins are plus 1,500. So they're one, two, three, four, five, six. They have the sixth highest odds to land Khalil Mack. I love your I love your theory. I love your idea. Realistically, we know it's not happening. Realistically, this shouldn't even be a conversation Listen, and the Raiders should be locking him up. 1-800-636-1067. We're taking your calls. Do you want Khalil Mack? Look at you. You're getting now. You're you're really taking this to a new level. I like this. What would you trade for Khalil Mack? <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. What if they Are wanted- you with me, Josh Norman and Preston Smith? Yeah, but it's not going to happen. Of course Preston I would do Smith it. Preston Smith is going to want to get paid. Yep. Josh Norman's already getting paid, so that makes sense. I mean, yes, I'd rather have Khalil Mack than Preston Smith, but then the Raiders have to sign him to an extension. It's not our problem. <laughs> I love this. I love the conspiracy theory, wacky trade Aaron Hawksworth. I think that's one of my favorite ones. But I'm curious because John and Jay are very competitive. Talk about type A personalities. There's a little sibling rivalry going on with the Gruden brothers. Would they do a trade with each other? I kind of like it. But they're not like they're not competing directly with each other. Like I know even in the same division, they're not in the same conference. It doesn't matter. But so that would it would. The only it, thing that would matter is if they ended up meeting in the Super Bowl, which I would love. A Gruden Bowl? Yes. A Gruden Bowl? That would be that would be much better than the Harbowl. I hope I hope Jay comes out on top. He's he's been like the little brother in his big brother's shadow. And maybe if his running backs didn't get hurt, he'd have an opportunity <laughs> maybe for he, once. Yeah, maybe if he didn't have to be so creative with the roster. Every yeah, year. I mean, look, Ian Rappaport saying that Oakland has no offer on the table still. This guy's the 2016 NFL Defensive Player of the Year. 
And there's no end in sight, according to Adam we Schefter, for this holdout. <laughs> Nobody wants to make a trade because everybody knows you're being a smart ass right now and you know that it's not going to happen. <laughs> okay. I like the idea. Listen, there, there's something certainly there, but like the fact that here's the thing Jay or John, I'm going to call him Jay. By the way, on the Monday Night Football broadcast, they call or Tessator definitely called him John Gruden at first, which I thought was kind of funny. If you're the Raiders, though, right now, apparently John Gruden is showing film from like the 1976 Oakland Raiders or something like that. There, he's trying to bring back old school football. The guy hasn't been coaching in the NFL for a decade. The, the game has changed a lot. Remember when Joe Gibbs came back? Yeah. The NFL had changed since the last time Joe Gibbs was there. It wasn't the same. This is not going to work in Oakland. We do realize that, right? Ten years, $100 million. When does this ever work out for a coach that's been in the broadcast booth for a decade? I still can't wrap my head around how much he's getting paid on top of the fact he's been out for so long. But... I mean, we've seen what he did with ESPN. He's always watching film. It's not like he was far removed from the game in sure. a whole other business. He's got the respect from the players. He definitely commands that presence. So I think you, you know, know he's going to have his team. Uh, Derek Carr was saying he feels like almost like he he doesn't want to disappoint his father. <laughs> That's how it feels for him when he's out there playing. Like he doesn't want to make mistakes because John Gruden kind of makes him a little bit nervous out yeah, there. Yeah, because he switches coaches like pair, or quarterbacks like pairs of underwear. So of course he's scared. He's seen what he did with with Jeff Garcia and who I don't even remember half of the <laughs> they, quarterbacks they call that he him had. Chucky for a reason. I just I I think it's going to be a terrible situation. The reason why they paid him so much is cuz hey, we got to move to Vegas in a couple of years, so we got to have a coach that's the face of the franchise. Oh my gosh. It's that- Something Vegas else to market. It's going to be. Whew. I think that's going to be weird to watch football in Vegas. Like, can we be honest with ourselves watching an NFL team in Vegas? It's just, but yeah, it's going to become uh, like when Toronto would host NFL games and you'd, you'd go and it would be just all these different jerseys because people are going to go to Vegas, not necessarily to watch the Raiders, but it's like, Hey, the Packers are there. Let's go to Vegas. Always so got to be Canada with play. you, huh? Always got to be Canada. I'm just using that as an example. <laughs> I mean, we even see it here. Opposing teams coming to all home the time, games, so. all the time. It, well, it, hell, the Chargers probably see like it. that, you know, where you're going to get a lot of that. It's an excuse to go to Vegas, go party, have fun, take a little, vacation and oh by the way go see your favorite NFL team whoever happens to be playing the Raiders that's oh there's absolutely the opportunity for that but look this is John Gruden also trying to use him as an example use Khalil Mack as an example and say that he you know and, we're and not gonna pay these guys me I don't know but this is what look he's a hard ass this is what coaches do he wants to go in and make an impression right away he wants to show that he runs so the give show Khalil Mack to your little brother <laughs> Let's make this happen. You can have my scrappy leftovers. I'm a- <laughs> Khalil, look, Khalil Mack, I would, if I were the Redskins, I'd absolutely make that call. But you're just, there's just, I don't even I mean, know what the market would be for this guy. I don't you get a special deal if you're in the family? I, I don't think so. <laughs> like, we're giving you this, you're going to like it or not. That would make th- that would make Thanksgiving very awkward if it ends up being a steal for the Redskins and John Gruden's team is like one and five. I would love that. I'm well, on yeah, team, you would. Are you on team J or John? Of course I'm team J. Why would I be team John? That would. I don't care about the Raiders. I couldn't care less about them. Well, my family's Raiders fans and I'm on team J still. Oh, see what I see I lose track of all the dynamics that you have with sports. Well, There's I used to Seattle go to LA and Raiders <laughs> games. I grew up in California. I lived there as a kid and we used to go to the Coliseum and go to Raiders games. But when were you in Canada? Not only till I was five. Oh, okay. I thought it was longer than Aside that. Aside from the two years I was there as an anchor. Yeah. Yeah. That's I why I don't have an accent. That's why I don't say A. But you do say sorry. That's why I don't like Justin Bieber. No, I'm just kidding. Gotta love we're, Bieber. We're not going to digress into my Canadian we can. Drake, heritage. Drake or Bieber? 
Oh, man, don't put me on the spot. Oh, I have to. <laughs> Drake or Bieber? Come on. You got to pick one. <laughs> Drake, I guess. All right. Why would you not like Drake? I don't know. He's kind of soft. Okay. But Bieber's not. They're both well, soft. <laughs> I mean, Bieber's just corny. <laughs> so is Drake. Yeah, that's true. All right, stop. <laughs> I don't like this conversation. Uh, see, there's a little bonus content for you there. Pull something from yesterday, didn't have enough time, throw it in there today. It's a little crazy, but Khalil Mack in a Redskins uniform. Ooh, I'd love it. Uh, you can give me a follow on Twitter, at Nick Ashew. Remember, nickashew.com slash Redskins. If you haven't done so already, come on, you got to do it. Subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, which seems to take longer to post your podcast. Not really sure why that's a thing, but it's a thing right now. Is Stitcher, Spotify, I don't care. Just subscribe somewhere. Listen to it. That will make me so happy, and it'll keep this thing going, which is all we want. Thank you for being so kind. We'll be back tomorrow. It's the Locked on Redskins podcast. You are Locked on Redskins. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.